Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. All right. Good morning, everyone, wherever you're watching from. I'm just going to check here online briefly. Why don't you take a moment, and if you have your social media device on in front of you, if you can, just comment where you're, where you're watching from, where you're watching from in, uh, in Metro Vancouver, or if you're in another province or somewhere else, it'd be great. Uh, if you can just do that, let me see, uh, and I'll watch it in a moment here. Uh, just put your, your name or where you're, where you're watching in from. I uh, hope everyone's doing well in the middle of all of this that's going on. Uh, we continue to be challenged in our physical distancing. And again, want to emphasize in the middle of physical distancing, which is important that we continue to stay connected socially and stay connected as well spiritually with what God's doing and with other people. Uh, and, and it's important that we do the, the things that are asked of us in terms of uh, health authorities, and we're doing that here. It was so wonderful, uh, even as all the hampers were being packed this week for uh, the, the needy, that they did it with uh, all the things in place so that not only were the people packing it well cared for, the people that receive it will be well cared for as well. Uh, but uh, again, let's just continue to acknowledge uh, those that are uh, helping on the, on uh, not on the social media on the front line of our healthcare workers and people that are uh, just serving us like incredible champs. Uh, we're thankful. If some of that's you, uh, thank you so much. But if you know someone, drop them a text, send them an email, say thank you. Uh, some of you might have been going out at seven o'clock uh, and uh, cheering people on. Uh, where are people at? Uh, Surrey Central, Singapore. Someone's in their sewing room in Surrey. We got a Cloverdale person's, Kamloops, Kelowna, Abbotsford. Someone's across the street. That's good. They're keeping the social distancing going. All right. There's another Surrey one. So welcome. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not looking at that feed as well if I missed you there. But uh, lots of people walking, watching online today. But uh, I was, uh, as I was preparing for this, one of the things that I'm noting uh, is, is the losses that many of us are feeling. We're feeling the loss of, of connection. We're feeling the loss of birthday parties, all the things Shanda kind of referenced all ready and, and, and just feeling the loss of a little bit of freedom to just be able to go out and go where you want, when you want. And it's, it's not always uh, easy to do. But I don't know about you, but I'm a person that regularly loses things. So perhaps it's easier for me. Uh, I have to do a tap when I leave uh, my house. I tap my front pocket where my phone is and or in my back pocket. I do a tap, tap, tap phone keys uh, and make sure I have what I need when I go. Um, but interestingly enough, people lose things a lot. Uh, maybe you lose things. But Uber recently came into Surrey. For you, those of you that live in other places, I know it's incredible. But we uh, just got Uber recently, but Uber uh, publishes every year, which is a ride-hailing service, publishes every year things that get lost in Uber vehicles, people that uh, lose things. And uh, just want to take a little, a quick little guess for you, and you can respond on the feed as well, if you will. What do you think is the number one thing that is left in an Uber ride? And I'll check in a moment, but um, there are 
very, very common things, but we're, we might have a different uh, guess of what it is. Uh, so put your guess on the thing and we'll look on there. Um, but when, before we check out what some of the answers, we'll see who, who we'll find. Uh, first of all, this is the most unique list. These are not the most common. These are the most unique. Somebody left a bucket or a, a, a cage full of rats that were going to be for their snake. That was left in an Uber car. If that was in my Uber car, I would have had an accident. I don't know about you. Like somebody was dying, me or the mice, but it was over. Uh, the second one was a specimen cup from the doctor's office. What, what is that doing? Why, why are you leaving that? Why are you carrying that around in the first place? But you left it in the Uber, again, an accident probably would happen if I was driving it. And this one, I don't know what was going on, why you would do this. Not one or two uh, bottles of this, but an entire cooler of breast milk was left in an Uber car. We're not sure what that's all about, um, but if that was you, uh, I don't know how you would even claim that. But I want to look now, what is the most common thing left? Let's see what people are saying. We have uh, wallet, phone keys, purse keys, phone. Well, the most common one that Uber has found left behind is number one, if you said phone, you are correct. I was going to say high five someone in your house. You're allowed to in your own home. Uh, air high five me right now if you guess phone. Uh, and then number two, if you guess wallet, that's number two. So that's pretty close. And finally, keys, which when I see those top three, it incredibly validates my tip tap top when I go out of the house. Where is everything, right? So i just given you a, a way to avoid losing things. Um, but we all lose things. It happens all the time. We have the case of the missing keys, which is a common one, or the case of the missing eyeglasses. My wife uh, now has glasses for reading, and often she's going around looking for her glasses, and it's been more than once that she's found them right on top of her head, stuck in her hair. Uh, we've all lost things, but when something gets lost, we will run I don't know if you've ever done that where you're like, oh, where is it? Where could it be? And then you have a thought. Oh, so you run to the living room and you lift up the cushion and you look under the, there to try and find it. Ah, it's not there. Or, or as my wife always says, think where you left it last. And I'm always like, if I knew where I left it last, it wouldn't be lost. But I try that and so I'll think, oh, maybe it's in the bathroom or wherever. And I just, I just can't find it and things stay lost. And I've already referred to it that many of us are experiencing all kinds of what uh, are being called micro losses, losses of birthday parties that we don't get to celebrate, uh, family dinners, dinners out, being able to go to a movie or being able to even go to the park and be with other people, play sports or attend a sporting event, all kinds of micro losses. And as well, people are now uh, experiencing even, even more major losses, things like lo having their pay cut and losing some finances. Others are actually losing their job or having to lay someone off. And, and some are even facing and, or may know someone that has lost a life. And so in that moment, it's, it's all these losses are falling around or uh, swirling around us. And, and it's in moments like this where maybe like you're experiencing in your home where you have moments where you feel anxious, all the losses. You feel alone in moments. It's easy, I don't know about you, but maybe you've had times where you feel like your head is spinning and you can't keep track of what's really going on. You're asked questions like, who am I anyway? I was talking in a meeting once this week with someone who said they felt like they're a, a bit player in a, in, a, in a horror movie, like what is going on? It's almost unreal. 
And then how do I go on and what's happening? And because when it's quiet and we're alone in our social distancing and the, the hubbub of so much has gotten a lot quieter, we're left also with ourselves. And we're made to face loss. We're made to face things that are difficult. We're made to face challenges. And, and Jesus tells a story about loss that shows his heart to all of us, because sometimes not only do we lose things, we lose our way. And sometimes we even feel like we've lost ourselves. Jesus tells a story that shows about his heart to, to us in our pain, in our fear, and in our mess. In Luke 15, I'm just going to read, if you want to go there, the first uh, number of verses. This is a story that Jesus tells, and he tells a parable, which is a story, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning to bring home a point. But I'll read it, and I think the writing is good. Yeah, it's going to be on your screen. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one. Say one. Even if you're in your living room right now, say one. That's it. One of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one, say one, over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent or don't feel like they need to repent. Or suppose a, right, a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. There it is again, one. Doesn't she light a lamp? sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Three main characters or three main groups in this story. Uh, there's the sinners, those that are gathering around Jesus. They're labeled that way. Uh, they wanted to be with him. They loved hanging out with Jesus. The, the people who were tax collectors, which were not just your regular CRA type, but they were also uh, aligned with an oppressive power and were using their power to oppress people. So they were particularly hated. Uh, people with moral issue problems, people with uh, uh, divorce and adultery and all kinds of issues that everybody saw them as unwelcome. Uh, saw them as unloved and undeserving, yet they were around Jesus. And then we see Jesus in the middle of this story. He surrounded himself with all these people, and, and he's not bothered by being with them. He, he accepts them for where they're at right there. In that culture, eating with someone says, I accept you right where you are. Lost sinners came to Jesus not because he catered to them, not because he uh, compromised his message, but because he cared for them, he cared for them, and he, he loved people where they were at. And then we see the third characters in this, the, the lost leaders or the religious leaders of the day. They're indignant. They're grumbling at Jesus. Why are you hanging out with these people? You should get away from them. Uh, are you uh, condoning their sin? All those kind of things. And they had a gr high desire to be right, but they had lost their love for people, for lost people. And Jesus catches wind of their grumbling, and he tells these parables about lost things so he can expose the heart of God And essentially one story, three stories, and one message. One lost 
sheep, one lost coin, and one lost son, which we're going to talk about in a moment. So there's lost sheep, and there was a hundred sheep, and and one is missing, and you can imagine a shepherd count, shepherd counting 96, 97, 98, 99, no more. He can't find it. Same result. He counts again. Still one short. And, they, and we don't know how the sheep got lost, but it was lost. And it was uh, wandered off, perhaps wanting one more bite of a, that little 